Is there something wrong? Warning. Life support failure on all decks. Abandon ship. Maybe it is time to take command. Bridge to Captain. Join Jan Shaw updating current events as only Jan can. Library computer. Data being received. Produced by CosmicReality.com. Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist. You can find me at the successalchemist.net, on Facebook and YouTube, Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist, on Twitter at Coach Jan Shaw, on True Social, Success Alchemist, and on Telegram, US UK Patriot. Today, unbelievably, it's the 2nd of September. I I really can't believe we're in September. Anyway, um, the title of today's show is The Abyss. Matthew and Susie are back. WikiLeaks Revelations and Time Wave Zero. So, got an exciting show for you today at least I hope you agree that it's exciting got some interesting information to report on Um, I'm going to start as I usually do with Ben Fulford's weekly report and this was from the 28th obviously it was Monday as he always puts out his weekly reports on a Monday so as I say every week we're going to have things that have happened since then that he will not include in his report But then I look at other sources for the up-to-date news. So I hope you'll enjoy this. And the title of this report is The US, The West and KM, Khazarian Mafia, About to Fall into the Abyss. The Khazarian Mafia-controlled West is about to fall over a cliff despite frantic attempts by its leadership to scare us back into submission with fire, plague, war, alien invasion, etc. What is interesting is that the collapse could include the government of Xi Jinping in China and not just the West. That's why Jews are fleeing Israel and 11,000 Chinese millionaires are fleeing China. The other sign we are headed for some sort of earth-changing event, including world war, is a breakdown in military communications between the West and its adversaries. China is refusing any phone calls from Washington regarding defence-related topics, according to US officials. The same is true with Russia, so the situation is getting potentially dangerous, the officials warn. Russia has upped the ante by getting its ally Nicaragua to kick out the Jesuits and confiscate their assets. Following this, the president of Nicaragua, Daniel Ortega, allowed Russian military bases and the deployment of cruise missiles in the U.S. backyard country. In order to get Russia's attention, it appears MI6 killed Wagner boss Yevgeny Prigozhin, former UK intelligence officer Christopher Steele of anti-Trump Russian dossier fame, claims his plane was blown up by a bomb inside a wine crate. The specific mention of a wine crate makes it seem almost as if Steele was bragging about killing him. Since Steele's dossier was designed to help Hillary Clinton Rockefeller in her campaign against US President Donald Trump, you can guess the ultimate hand behind this murder. Our own MI6 sources hinted their agency was responsible and told the Russians as much in an attempt to restart negotiations over Ukraine, etc. This effort to use the assassination as a way to open a back channel failed, both Russian FSB and MI6 sources say. Instead, the Russians are opening criminal investigations into the murder of Prigozhin. The proposal by the US military to open negotiations with Russia in Malta this month, August, was also rebuffed by the Russians, MI6 sources say. Another rejection of the West came last week when China vetoed participation by French President Emmanuel Macron in the BRICS summit in South Africa, according to CIA sources. 
Russian and Asian secret society sources explain the current Western KM leadership has broken so many treaties and promises that negotiating with them is futile. However, Western white hats have warned the Russians the KM is very strong in their Russia as well and are pushing for all-out nuclear war. In particular, Russian Security Council Deputy Chairman Dmitry Medvedev is a KM agent pushing for World War III and must be neutralized. Photographs of him standing in front of Putin while displaying a satanic hand sign have been removed from the internet, but not from our memories. In order to stop the plans for nuclear Armageddon, the White Hats are working with their Russian counterparts to overthrow the KM and their Federal Reserve Board. There are many signs this is happening. The most obvious sign is the extreme isolation the current Western leadership finds itself in. Right now, they are outnumbered 10 to 1 on the 195-nation global stage. Evidence of this came when only 13 countries joined a G7 declaration on long-term security guarantees for Ukraine, according to Ukrainian President Andrei Yermak. These are Belgium, the Czech Republic, Denmark, Finland, Greece, Iceland, Ireland, Latvia, the Netherlands, Norway, Portugal, Romania, Spain and Sweden. Only one of those countries, Romania, has borders with the Ukraine. What is interesting is that Poland was not included. The flag of Ukraine has disappeared from the logo of the Polish press agency, from the parliament and the central bank. They had all been displaying it until recently, according to Polish intelligence. The Poles say they plan to partition Ukraine with Russia and its other neighbours. Meanwhile, the European Union sanctions policy against Russia has turned into a laughingstock on the global stage, says Hungarian Foreign Minister Peter Zicciato, warning that Europe is destroying itself in the name of supporting Ukraine. By contrast, the BRICS summit held in South Africa last week added Argentina, Egypt, Ethiopia, Iran, Saudi Arabia and the UAE as full members. They will hold their first meeting on January 1st, 2024. We already live in a post-American, post-Western world, a truly multipolar one where the group of BRICS countries is larger than the group of G7 countries, admits Western establishment moderate Jeffrey Sachs. With the addition of major oil exporting countries, the BRICS 11, as they are now tentatively called, control about 80% of the world's oil market. This gives them the ability to replace the petrodollar with their own currency. However, the BRICS meeting also revealed an interesting imbalance between China and the other BRICS nations. Chinese leader Xi Jinping is secretly pushing for Chinese domination while the rest of the BRICS want a multipolar world, CIA sources say. China has also been publicly and repeatedly pushing for all countries to obey the privately owned UN and follow its 2030 agenda. However, the other BRICS countries want reform of the World Trade Organization, the BIS, the World Bank, the IMF and the UN, etc. In particular, they want greater representation in the Security Council, where China is the only non-European permanent representative, according to Russian and other sources. The fact the BRICS failed to announce a highly anticipated gold-backed currency reflected this secret split with China. This is especially true of India and Russia, who have been pushing hard for de-dollarization. The reason China vetoed this is because it has a secret relationship with the Federal Reserve Board over the US dollar. The Chinese Communist Party has been offered control over the US dollar and even the US itself by the owners of the FRB, the Federal Reserve Board, according to MI6 and Japanese imperial family sources. According to them, the US dollar is already an asset-backed BRICS currency controlled mainly by China and, to a lesser extent, Taiwan and Japan. The KM have been offering China control of the dollar and the world in exchange for protection. 
The various bribes taken by Joe Biden from China were meant by the KM to show the Chinese they could even buy the US presidency, Asian secret society sources say. Fired Ukrainian prosecutor Viktor Shokin confirms Joe and Hunter Biden did take bribes and were behind his ousting. Isn't that corruption alone, he says, in the preview of a bombshell interview. By the way, in more evidence, the entire Ukraine war is a massive bribery and money laundering scheme. Ukrainian dictator Vladimir Zelensky's mother-in-law spent $4.8 million on a villa next to one owned by Angelina Jolie Elguna, Egypt. I don't know if that's the right pronunciation, but anyway. The evidence of Biden and others accepting bribes from China itself and financing bioterrorism research in China is also overwhelming. They couldn't have done that without high-level Chinese collusion. In another sign of collusion, Xi Jinping has embraced the World Economic Forum's totalitarian goals through a combination of a fake pandemic, social credit scores and central bank digital currency. You can't even buy food in China without a digital ID. This will 100% go to the EU and the US. In fact, the US gave China the technology to do it. China was chosen as the testing ground. The mark of the beast is not a physical object. It is a system, a Mossad source warns. This has made Xi lots of enemies in China and elsewhere, Asian secret society sources say. In a sign of this, Xi cancelled his BRICS summit speech at the last minute and had it read out instead by Chinese Commerce Minister Wang Wentao. Chinese intelligence sources explain they had received credible reports Xi would have been killed with an electromagnetic weapon if he had shown up to read the speech as scheduled. Another sign of intrigue was the detention of Xi's bodyguard in South Africa, just as Xi entered a public space. The fact the Chinese are dumping radioactive Fukushima water into the ocean and Xi is reacting angrily is also actually an anti-KM move. The water being dumped is not in fact radioactive according to Japanese military intelligence. By getting rid of it, the Japanese are cutting off billions of dollars in payments to the KM. This is part of an ongoing campaign by the Japanese, Taiwanese and Koreans to kick the KM out of East Asia, the Japanese sources say. At a deeper level, the threats against Xi and the murder of the head of Wagner are just some of the many signs of KM desperation. The biggest source of their desperation remains the ongoing collapse of the U.S., This is now widely understood. For example, Colonel Douglas McGregor discussed with Tucker Carlson. Both are relative newcomers to the anti-KM movement, although they never explicitly mention the KM, but they, together with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and others, have begun pointing the finger at the oligarchs who run the U.S. RFK Jr. blows the whistle on BlackRock, Vanguard and State Street, which own each other, as we know, outbidding individuals for homes all across America. All you need to do is figure out who owns them and you will find the Rockefellers and other KM oligarchs. We are on the verge of a national come-to-Jesus moment. We want a say in what our government does and we really don't have one. We are going to be pushed over the brink and into the abyss, McGregor warns. The colonel, who could turn out to be a strong Putin-like leader for a restored Republic of the United States, sums up some of the current problems facing Americans. The Ukraine war has saddled every adult working American with about $240,000 in debt, in addition to the 600000 already owed by every man, woman and child in the U.S., The average American earns $31,000 a year and spends about $16,600 a year in taxes. The average American who works their whole life gets $1,400 a month in Social Security if they're lucky. Illegal immigrants who arrive here are given $2,200 a month. 
As we mentioned in previous reports, the mortgage payments for the median American house is more than the entire salary of the median American. These financial injustices are causing a breakdown of the social order in the US. Here are recent examples. Macy's department stores suffer an $84 million loss in the second quarter due to credit card delinquencies. Mobs continue to attack and loot high-end retailers across the country. Rich people are dressing down and leaving their watches and jewellery at home as they are increasingly targeted by poorer Americans. In the past year, $1.4 billion worth of high-end watches, for example, were stolen. Anger is understandable since one out of three private renters has been forced to borrow money in the past month to pay rent in a country where CEOs earn 400 times more than full-time workers. Even stores that cater to the average worker and lower-income people are under attack. In recent examples, Dick's Sporting Goods and Dollar Tree both reported a big increase in shoplifting. The so-called Biden administration tried to calm the masses with the biggest increase in food stamp spending in history. However, the result of this money printing for the poor has been a 15% spike in grocery store prices. They've also jacked up gasoline and other energy prices. As a result, right now, truckers are taking rates 15 to 25% below their costs. That can't last forever, says John Stenderup, Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Vector Logistics. The problems are so widespread that the entire financial system is about to collapse. As the Goldbug King World News explains, the banking system is not ready to cope with this. Effective March 15, 2020, the Federal Reserve reduced the reserve requirement for depository institutions, banks, to zero. Having a zero reserve requirement has allowed the overall money supply to hyperballoon. The collapse of the financial system is coinciding with a collapse in support of public institutions. The US Supreme Court, 27%, banks, 26%, the public schools, 26%, the presidency, 26%, large technology companies, 26%, organized labor, 25%, newspapers, 18%, the criminal justice system, 17%, television news, 14%, big business, 14%, and Congress, 8%. The KM is aware of this impending collapse. In a sign, this might come right after the September 30th US corporate fiscal year end. FEMA, in coordination with the Federal Communications Commission, FCC, will conduct a nationwide test of the Emergency Alert System, EAS, and Wireless Emergency Alerts, WEA, this fall. Messages will be sent to all TVs, radios and cell phones. And the headline is FEMA and FCC plan nationwide emergency alert test for October 4th, 2023. And this was released on August 3rd. Text messages will be sent to all TVs, radios and cell phones. The national test will consist of two portions, testing WEA and EAS capabilities. Both tests are scheduled to begin at approximately 2.20pm Eastern Time on Wednesday, October 4th. There are also signs that the KM is preparing to restart the pandemic and vaccine lockdown campaign this fall. The corresponding corona variants have already been made available. And it shows a, a tweet from David Wolf, or should I say a post now that it's called X and not Twitter. Breaking. A new and more lethal Omicron variant has been detected. It's called BS24-7. It attacks the truth and insults your intelligence. Some of it. There will consistently be new variants and we will consistently have new vaccines, says Canada's new Liberal Health Minister, Mark Holland. His advice is that people keep up with booster vaccine routines, currently suggested as one mRNA jab approximately every six months. 
The KM is also still hoping to impose the final version of the WHO pandemic treaty by May 2024. This would make terrorist and war criminal Tedros Ghebreyesus of the WHO the absolute leader in, in international health policy. Tedros works for KM leaders like Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates. They want to use a global health emergency or, quote, an imminent potential threat, end quote, to impose, for example, mandatory medication, mandatory vaccinations, mandatory test certificates and travel restrictions, etc. The fires being set all over the world make it likely that climate change is an alternative emergency they are pushing in case the new pandemic fails. This was certainly behind the recent attacks on Hawaii, the Canary Islands, Canada and elsewhere with satellite weapons and arson. The fact is, though, fire has burned lowest in the US in a decade. Have you seen that reported anywhere? Yes, Canada burned much more, constantly reported, but the US, Europe, Africa and Asia burned less in total. The world burned less. These fires are often a justification for a money grab. For example, FEMA officials are staying at $1,000 a night luxury hotels in Maui amid recovery efforts, while the government is giving Hawaii residents whose lives just went up in flames a $700 one-time payment. There is evidence the fires in Canada are also part of some sort of money and resource grab. The forced evacuation of northern Canadian towns near large diamond etc. mines, Yellowknife, may also be a KM resource grab. As an example, the Shushwap BC British Columbia fires were intentionally lit by Canadian authorities with planned ignition. This all means that if an emergency is declared this fall, it will be vital to make sure it is declared by the White Hats and not the KM. The widespread public disgust with the current KM leadership means any White Hat move will have broad public support. In the latest example, people react to the fake Biden when he visits Maui and Lake Tahoe with booze. Finally, if the White Hats want legal justification for removing KM-controlled governments, note that not a single court in the Western world is willing to examine the COVID-19 crimes against humanity revealed by Dr. Reiner Fulmick. When the government is taken over by criminals, it is the duty of the military and police agencies to move in and restore order. The alternative will be either anarchy or totalitarian dictatorship. This fall, the White Hats will be pushing hard to the KM. We ask readers to do the same. So in Ben Fulford's view, um, we are moving forward against the KM and their systems are collapsing. Um, it may not seem that way if you're looking at kind of the conventional news and everything, but uh, it's certainly, I think we have to keep that in mind that we are seeing nothing like what is going on behind the scenes. That's the only way I can say it and also keep up the optimistic approach that we're actually winning. So keep that vibration high. Now, I'm very happy to report that Suzanne Ward, um, who publishes the Matthew messages every month, is back in action again. She had a serious heart attack, I believe, um, in July and was, wasn't able to put out the August message. But it's great to have her back now. And I've jumped down to the bottom of this uh, message just to give her, just to give the, the thanks from Susie for all the support she had. Note from Susie. Family, friends and my distribution team have thanked you on my behalf for your good wishes, blessings and healing love. Now I can tell you myself how much your notes mean to me. Hundreds, maybe thousands of you have written heartfelt expressions of caring about my well-being and your appreciation for Matthew's messages. 
I won't be able to reply personally. One life change is no more computer marathons answering emails. So thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. So let's get into Matthew's message. And this is published September 1st. With loving greetings from all souls at this station, this is Matthew. We are profoundly grateful for the recent outpouring of healing energy sent to my mother. Your thoughtfulness, love and appreciation for her years of communication service helped her make an extraordinary turnabout from near death back to feeling very healthy. Now, dear ones, please do something good for yourselves. Breathe deeply, exhale slowly and do this twice more. Breathing deeply and rhythmically helps energy move smoothly throughout your body, oxygenates cells and facilitates soul-level knowingness reaching consciousness. Practice this helpful breathing often throughout your day so it starts happening naturally. Artificial intelligence has moved near the top of the world concerns, and rightly so. Like other technologies, AI can be used beneficially or detrimentally, and the latter is how it is being used at this early stage of development on Earth. Illuminati make films that are so realistic no one would suspect they are technological productions of individuals' activity and comments that never took place. These fabrications are used to discredit persons who are threats to the dark agenda or force them into compliance with demands. Laboratories where clones were produced closed a few years ago and now AI is used to create the impression that the individuals seen in public or film clips are the real persons performing in their influential positions, that is, the appearance of continuity of power and politics. These clones also look exactly like the actual persons, but since speed, not physical authenticity or longevity, is the primary interest, these bodies lack parts that are not obvious in public. We hasten to add that ever-rising vibrations are undergirding efforts of the extraterrestrial special forces and white hats to stop those kinds of productions and prevent new malevolent uses. Because AI has only a toehold in your world, with diligent manoeuvring during its growth stages, it can be steered in directions that can significantly enhance healthcare, energy production, education, communication, manufacturing, transportation, service industries, entertainment and intergalactic travel. As the various threads of this technology are woven into the fabric of life, they will generate innovative systems, procedures and processes with sensitivity, sound judgments and imagination that will benefit all life forms on Earth. Artificial intelligence, which will change life as dramatically as life after the Industrial Revolution differed from life in the Stone Age, exists in many places throughout this universe. Like everything else in existence, it is energy operating on bandwidths or frequencies aligned with intended use. Energy cannot be destroyed, but it can be directed, and in the case of highly developed AI, only if it is willing. In some cases, its development has been so wisely managed, it operates mammoth spaceships or planetary biospheres and pockets of AI have established their own fine worlds or live compatibly and cooperatively with human or other species of advanced souls. Other pockets have chosen opposite courses. Various universal councils have successfully persuaded some malignant pockets to turn into constructive benevolent directions, and diplomatic negotiations are ongoing with those still on a malevolent pathway. Another kind of development, transgenderism, also has emerged. First, let us say there are occasional instances of biological abnormalities wherein a person's heart, mind and spirit are not the same as the apparent birth gender. Throughout the years, young and older adults who knew this was true about themselves, male or female lifetime choice in a soul contract is a powerful sensation, have changed gender and become their authentic selves. 
What is happening now is totally different. It is psychological warfare against family integrity, parental guidance and a maturing responsible generation. Youngsters are very curious about this trendy issue that to them is mostly a mystery. And even though teenagers know the change means serious physical differences, they cannot perceive the rest of their life as the opposite gender. So what gave rise to this situation that has convinced some children to undergo gender change? Isolation from friends, cancellation of customary activities, interrupted schooling and absorbing family stress about financial hardships due to mandated pandemic restrictions caused widespread depression among children. Those reactions were among the intentions of the dark ones who released their patented COVID-19 virus. They exploit all situations they can to increase distress. In this matter, they put into circulation the idea that if children are depressed, it's because boys were born in girls' bodies or vice versa. If children want to feel happy, self-confident and secure, voila, changing gender may provide this. It's no coincidence that this concept sprang up after sex education was added to the curricula in elementary grades and sexually explicit books for children popped up in libraries. That happened quickly because the Illuminati owned publishing houses and set standards for public education. They also tied transgenderism to the gay community and spread the word that anyone who opposes it is homophobic. When its popularity and enigmatic appeal fade, children who underwent the change will need love, emotional supportiveness and acceptance. Only individuals who want everyone to conform to their personal views would ostracise any of the dear young people who felt they were following heart and soul. Transgenderism came on centre stage at the same time the film The Sound of Silence was in production. Both show dark ones blatant assaults on your children, today's most vulnerable members, tomorrow's leaders. Nothing about the traumatic firestorm that swept through Lahaina, Hawaii, was natural. Wildfires in Canada, the long hot summer throughout the Northern Hemisphere, and the hurricane in California are not due to climate change, as claimed by the very same dark hearts that technologically cause that scope of death and devastation and are causing other tragedies and hardships worldwide. Those disparate occurrences are akin to a global wake-up call, and in this regard we want to speak about advancing in spiritual and conscious awareness. We have been criticised for speaking about politics, the economy, mainstream media and the pandemic by readers who believe that kind of information doesn't belong in messages of spiritual nature. We respect their opinion, but we think they are ignoring the conscious part of advancing in awareness. Does that not include learning the truth about what is happening on Earth, that many evolved civilizations are helping the light forces vanquish the darkness that has been controlling life on the planet for eons, Never have we advocated focusing on darkness, that gives it energy, but ridding it from the world requires acknowledging its existence and bringing it to light. If messengers of the light did not talk about this essential cleansing process and the planetary and personal ascension that are transpiring in tandem, from what source would it come? The critical readers are among the many who are enthusiastic about Jasara Nasara. So let us speak about this. If not messengers of the light, who would have told you about this United States legislation that is no less than the blueprint for world transformation? National Economic Security and Reformation Act, G, was added because the act's impact will be global. Mother, please insert what St. Germain, the principal light being involved in writing this act, told me about it. This is the quote, some consider Nasara to be political and economic in nature, while others view it as spiritual because of the high-level light beings affiliated with it. Nasara is both. When people are severely oppressed by political and economic conditions, 
that foster impoverished living circumstances, lack of health care and education, monopoly of natural resources, slave labour, unjust laws and courts, starvation and tyrannical regimes, offering soul food isn't enough. When people are preoccupied with mere survival requirements, giving them only spiritual messages is not going to bring about the global reforms they need to rise out of their misery. That is why the provisions of Nasara are monumental in scope, embodying sweeping reforms for Earth that will begin as soon as the legislation is officially announced. When people become aware of the reforms, they will be motivated to participate according to their capabilities. End quote. Mother, thank you. Time and again during the 20-plus years since Nasara was signed into law by President Bill Clinton, puppets of the darkness have prevented its announcement, first by a gag order, next by the ungodly event known as 9-11, and since then a series of unscrupulous legal actions. So some years ago, the light forces started moving forward on the Act's provisions without official acknowledgement. We have mentioned in previous messages the new global economic system that will replace the corrupt system of countless computer transactions based on thin air that make the wealthier still wealthier. The Act will put all currencies on the gold standard, eliminate national debts to IMF, an Illuminati money laundering and lending institution, and end or reduce personal debts. Also, we have spoken about the United States Corporation that about 250 years ago, European royalty and other Illuminati surreptitiously formed to replace the newly united colony's sovereign republic government. The act will remove the illegal corporate tentacles that reach around the world and will re-establish that country's constitutional governance. Beloved family, the light forces versus the dark forces battle is in the home stretch, so to say, and opening minds are looking for information that can be trusted. Until these awakening souls learn to heed their intuition, they will look to external sources, and your light is a beacon of illumination and truth. Albeit most dynamic activities behind the curtain of the world stage, you can share with truth seekers your awareness of world changes underway. All light beings in this universe are supporting you with unconditional love every step along your earth journey. Love and peace, Suzanne Ward. So that's a very uplifting message, I must say. As I said after the previous uh, Benjamin Fulford article, you know, Things are happening that are not necessarily happening in plain sight. We've just got to keep the faith and hold that vibration and the intention of the white hats and the light winning. So I want to share something that was on Substack. It's Peppy Lives Matter. And the title is Julian Assange and the WikiLeak Revelations that Changed the World. And if you're familiar with Julian Assange, you'll know that he's currently in prison in the United Kingdom um, and the US is trying to extradite him to face trial in the US. And, you know, there are many people fighting against this and basically saying this is an attack on um, the First Amendment, on the freedom of journalists to publish news. Um, I'm going to cover this. Uh, this was published 1st of September. Julian Assange is not only being persecuted for exposing war crimes by the military industrial complex, but for insinuating that Seth Rich was the source of the damning internal DNC emails given to WikiLeaks. They say he was murdered by a simple robbery, but Assange strongly insisted that Seth Rich was actually the source and that he was subsequently murdered for his rejection of the corrupt establishment. If this were true and he was allowed to speak it, who then ordered the hit job against this man? Don't believe me? Then listen to Assange suggest it in his own words. 
Whistleblowers go to significant efforts to get us material and often very significant risks. There's a 27-year-old who works for the DNC who was shot in the back, murdered, just a few weeks ago for unknown reasons as he was walking down the streets in Washington. Interviewer. That was just a robbery, wasn't it? What are you suggesting? Assange. I'm suggesting that our sources take risks. They become concerned to see things occurring like that. We don't comment on who our sources are because we have to understand how high the stakes are in the United States. Interviewer. But it's quite something to suggest a murder. That's basically what you are doing. Assange responded to Adam Schiff's claim that the DNC leak was by the Russians by pointing out that the United States has interfered in at least 81 elections since 1950. And the WikiLeaks emails proved that the DNC rigged the primary against Bernie Sanders for Clinton. Quote, the United States government since 1950 has intervened in 81 elections, interfered to use Schiff's language. That is not including coups which have overthrown the government. There is a long history of the United States doing this to places around the world, infamous ways. I think we should understand that the United States is in a glass house when it comes to allegations of attempting to interfere with election results. From our perspective, we have just published accurately and fairly what Hillary Clinton said her positions were in her secret speeches and any relation to the DNC and its attempt to rig the primary to exclude Bernie Sanders. The heart of the issue is whether people were told the truth about the DNC. If there hadn't been an ugly truth there, it wouldn't have made a difference, end quote. Our source wasn't from the Russian state. CNN came out to belittle investigations into Seth Rich's death by calling it a conspiracy theory and claiming we should have focused on the now debunked Trump-Russia collusion hoax, which we now know for a fact was paid for by none other than Hillary Clinton through the Steele dossier. They brought out a soy boy to tell us this was a crazy conspiracy theory Yet it was Assange himself who kept insinuating that Seth was the source of the leaks. Remember that Clinton was claiming that the Russians leaked the emails? It was the same hoax over and over. The FBI committed literal treason against Trump by attempting to frame him for Russia collusion. CNN said there was no proof that Seth leaked the emails, but guess what? No one has been allowed to see his laptop but the FBI. Why is that? Not only that, but they fought against releasing information in regards to the laptop and have now buried in the sands of time. Newt Gingrich, as the mainstream media, was focused on Clinton's bought and paid for Russian collusion hoax, said, we have this very strange story of this young man who worked for the Democratic National Committee, who apparently was assassinated at four in the morning, having given WikiLeaks something like 53 emails. Nobody is investigating that. It turns out it wasn't the Russians. It was this young guy who I suspect was disgusted by the corruption of the Democratic National Committee. End quote. Investigators went on to say he was killed by a, quote, debauch robbery, end quote. And CNN went on to claim that there was absolutely no evidence whatsoever that he was the source. I'm sorry, but how is Assange basically winking at people, telling them that Seth was the source, but he can't tell you not circumstantial evidence? Listen to Seth's parents explain what happened and tell me you don't find this suspicious. He was shot in the back twice in the middle of the night at four in the morning, and here's the kicker. They took absolutely nothing from him. There was no exchange of goods whatsoever, but it gets worse. Assange offered $20,000 for the discovery of his murderer. But did we ever find out who that was? Not from what I've seen. All I've seen is Julian Assange, perhaps the most heroic journalist of our time, face the Espionage Act and life in prison. And what about Seth Rich's parents? They sued, saying that Seth couldn't access the email, so he couldn't have been the source. Uh, what? 
What about Assange's intense interest in the case and the fact that he was practically winking at people that he was the source? Why is that ignored? If the mainstream media was honest, they would have dug into this immediately with fervour, but the only honest reporter was instead jailed. Free Julian Assange. And this is part one of a three-part series, I believe, on the Assange situation. Um, Peppy Lives Matter started splitting up his uh, Substack publications into smaller chapters, as he calls them. And just to add something to this article that I reported on, oh, you know, not long after the Seth Rich murder happened was that the forensic investigation into the um, the capture of these emails, for want of a better word, showed that it could not have been they could not have been downloaded from an external source. They had to be transferred onto a thumb drive locally because they could trace the speed at which the data had been. Uh, transferred. So it, it very much does point to Seth Rich being the source of these emails, despite everything, of course, that the deep state claims. So the poor guy was murdered. I don't think there's much doubt about this. And uh, let's hope the per- people who are responsible face justice at some point. Now, I came across an interesting article by Forbidden Knowledge TV. And if you are a regular listener to the show, you'll know that I I report on their articles quite frequently. This one is quite intriguing, Time Wave Zero. I found myself using the word unprecedented constantly over the past seven or eight years. There is so much happening that is unprecedented, like a former president who's been indicted four times for non-crimes in as many months and who is now looking at 700 years in jail and the most low-down criminal treasonous scum of the earth Manchurian candidate dismantling America within, from within the White House. I must say, as an aside here, <coughs> as a Brit, I'd always been quite um, astounded by the US courts putting out sentences that no living being could ever possibly serve. I mean, uh, the absurdity of um, sentencing somebody to 700 years in jail when they're in their 70s is just ludicrous. But anyway, that's, uh, that's beside the point. So continuing, Mark Victor Hansen spoke to the unprecedentedness of all of this. And there's a link to an article, again, on Forbidden Knowledge TV um, by Victor Hansen, basically saying, if I told you 10 years ago about all the things that we're now seeing happen, you would never have believed it. And I think that's pretty true. So carrying on, it's been said that we've been lied to about so much about how to even see and understand things down the most fundamental physics that describes our universe, that once this war is over, it will take humanity at least a century to dig out of our own misguided cognitive maps of how anything works or even how to think properly. It's clear that we're in the midst of an epochal shift akin to the flood of Noah, which ended the antediluvian world and heralded the beginning of the current age, which is now ending. Legends similar to the flood of Noah are found in earlier traditions from Mesopotamia, modern-day Iraq, in the Epic of Gilgamesh, from India in the Hindu flood legend of Manu, from Greece in the ancient Greek legend of Deucalion, from Central America in the classic Maya flood legend of the Popol Vuh, among others. All of these stories from all over the ancient world are telling a similar story, about how God, or the gods, became so angry with humanity that they decided to end the previous batch of humans and to create a new batch for a new age and a new world order. Sound familiar? We're talking about cycles of time, 
Western traditions, or rather the Abrahamic traditions of Judaism, Christianity and Islam, don't really deal with the cyclical nature of time. They acknowledge that there was an antediluvian world, but they really only talk about the current age. The closest that we in the West get to this view of the cyclical nature of time is in Western astrology, which is actually based on ancient Babylonian astrology. And Western astrology tells us that we're in the midst, moving from the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius. The ancient Hindus have a very developed system describing the cycles of time, of a golden age that's followed by a descending silver age, followed by an increasingly declining bronze age, and then followed by the degenerate dark iron age known as the Kali Yuga which we have been in for millennia, but which, according to some interpretations, we are now moving out of and into the ascending Bronze Age, which will conversely ascend to a Silver Age and an ascending Golden Age. What we're really talking about is not just the precession of the equinoxes, but the actual trajectory of the solar system as it revolves around the centre of the Milky Way galaxy. As Cliff High explains, the ascending cycle back towards the Golden Age and the reason why it's ascendant has to do with the angle that that solar system's facing and being back in the direct line of signals from the galactic centre. He says that as this happens, this unprecedented nature of reality that I've been talking about will accelerate into hyper-novelty and things will start to get very, very weird. I'm a huge fan of Cliff High, who since 1993 has created web bots to scour the internet for areas that are rich in posted language, like comment sections, and which by the mid-2000s became social media. He did this to create a predictive program as he discovered that humans begin to speak in the present tense about future events that come to pass, usually about six to ten weeks later. In other words, humans are unconsciously psychic. His work became complicated by the unprecedented internet censorship and search engine censorship that really began to clamp down in earnest around 2018. I'm pretty sure that Cliff's work was influenced by the work of another visionary, Terence McKenna, who developed time wave novelty theory, which attempts to calculate the ebb and flow of novelty in the universe as an inherent quality of time. McKenna did this by crossing the cycles of the Maya long count calendar with the ancient Chinese Kinwen sequence of the I Ching to create an algorithm that he called Time Wave Zero, which graphs novelty as it increases or decreases over time. Novelty in this context can be thought of as newness, density of complexification, and dynamic change as opposed to static habituation. According to McKenna, when novelty is graphed over time, it produces a fractal waveform known as time wave zero. The time wave charts how great periods of novelty occurred about 4 billion years ago when Earth was formed, 65 million years ago when dinosaurs were extinguished and mammals expanded, 10,000 years ago after the end of the Ice Age, the late 18th century, when social and scientific revolutions progressed, the 60s during the great social upheavals and during the time of 9-11. It also predicted the global financial crisis of 2008, with the novelty progressing towards the infinity on 21st of December 2012, which was the end of the previous cycle of the Maya calendar, when rectified to our current Gregorian calendar. Some argue that if you rectify the Maya long count calendar with a Julian calendar, which was what the Spanish conquistadors were using at the time they first invaded the New World, then the end date was not in 2012, it was in 2020. Whether this is true... 2020 definitely marked a break from the past for most people on this planet. The hyperacceleration of novelty into infinity is what McKenna called a singularity of consciousness. And the more you look at cycles of time, the more you see cycles within cycles or fractals, like a Mandelbrot set where eras of history repeat 
or rhyme with previous eras. What we're dealing with is much bigger than we are. It's much bigger than the globalists. And I suspect that the globalists are trying to stop what's coming by poisoning us, burning us down, seizing our property with submachine gun armed feds after they collapse the financial system. But they can't stop what's coming. And in this fifth generation war that we're in, I'm seeing signals like the emergence of Dr. Jan Halper Hayes spouting all of this Q-like hopium that some of us have come to really distrust as an evil psyop against us. But then Trump and General Mike Flynn retruthed and endorsed her. And recently, Trump urged people not to despair and not to lose hope in the face of the naked tyranny of our government. These things tell me that our putative white hats think it's time for more affirming and positive psyops because what's happening to our country might lead a lot of patriots to give up. The gods must be crazy or wrathful because they're zapping us from the sky just like in olden times. Greg Reese has made this incredible report that links the green lasers seen over Hawaii last January, which were likely Chinese government LIDAR scans for geospatial mapping of terrain, and which Greg thinks was necessary in order to carry out the directed energy attack in Maui last month. And Dr. Peter McCullough was on with Seth Holhouse earlier this week to talk about the latest grim stats on the death shot, But before he could get to that, Seth asked him where he stands on the grand polemic against germ theory by those who claim that SARS-CoV-2 has never been isolated from the tissue of humans who were supposedly infected with it. It's a very important question as there's a great deal of confusing and contradictory information out there that is hindering our fight against medical tyranny. We need to be able to call things what they are. But as I was saying, it's likely that many of our fundamental precepts are very flawed due to the globalist control over science during the past centuries. Steve Falconer has just released part one of his three-part documentary series that visualises a 29,000-word technical paper by Dr. Mark Bailey called Farewell to Virology, which refutes germ theory. Seth Holhouse gently confronted Dr. McCullough about this argument, and as one of the most peer-reviewed published doctors in the world in his field, and one of the most peer-reviewed and published on COVID in history, Dr. McCullough replies that peer-reviewed studies claim the SARS-CoV-2 virus exists, and it's been isolated, which is how the Chinese created their Sinovac injection. He tells the story about how Dr. Ralph Barrick engineered the virus at the University of North Carolina and how his blueprints were taken to the Wuhan Institute of Virology by EcoHealth Alliance, the same story we've been hearing since 2020. Then Dr. McCullough makes an interesting statement that somehow reconciles both the germ theory camp and the terrain theory camp. Might it be that this debate is happening because we don't know how to see things properly? And it then goes on to talk about how the Forbidden Knowledge TV company has been taken over by CBMJ, the Conservative Broadcast Media and Journalism. And he basically says with the asset purchase of AMP News, which is the Forbidden Knowledge TV company by CBMJ, Americans can now invest in a publicly traded patriot media company for the first time. And so um, I'm almost at the end of the show. I just want to say that, you know, as I've said in previous shows, it can be somewhat overwhelming to see all these terrible things happening like the Maui absolute disaster and the loss of life there and now we've got the um, the hurricane that uh, affected Florida but we still have to keep focused on the outcome that we want that is the principle of cosmic creation which is you know why I call this the cosmic creating show we We have the power and the choice to direct our intentions and our thoughts and emotions 
either to what we don't want or to what we do want. So I really urge you to keep focused on the outcome and recognize that, as I said, there's a lot going on behind the scenes that is not visible to us, but is all taking us in the right direction. So that's all I have time for this week. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please join me next week for another Cosmic Creating show. Thank you to Nancy for producing and to Derek Condit of mysticalwares.com for sponsoring Cosmic Reality Radio. And until next time, stay well, be safe, and bye for now. You have been listening to Cosmic Creating with Jan Shaw, updating current reality, a production of CosmicReality.com.